Welcome back to the Ready for Retirement podcast. I am guest hosting this episode and one more as part of a three-part early retirement series. My name is Ari Taubleib. I am the vice president of Root Financial Partners, and I'm also the host of the Early Retirement Podcast. In the previous episode, I discussed five things to make sure you avoid when it comes to an early retirement. Today, I'm going to be talking about three ways you can create tax-free income in retirement. Now, I often joke with my clients, I'll say, I'm all about being patriotic, but not to the point that you pay more than you need to in taxes. So this is a very special and fun topic for me that I'm looking forward to getting into during today's episode. And James Canole, the regular host of the Ready for Retirement podcast, will be back after the next episode once this three-part series concludes when it comes to maximizing your income if you want to retire early. The host of this podcast, James Canole, will be back shortly after these three episodes where we focus on an early retirement. Now let's get back to the episode. Now, our philosophy at root when it comes to tax planning or investment planning or estate planning or any of this planning is actually quite simple. It's how do we get the most life out of your dollars? And so it's common that people go, Ari, James, how do I make sure I pay the least amount in taxes possible? Well, great. We can show you the the financial answer to those decisions, but here's what's so important and what I'm going to share right now, because this allows me to sleep at night as an advisor, making sure my clients know this, which is I'm going to come back to you and absolutely show you here's what this Roth conversion could do for you, whether it's hundreds of thousands of more dollars in the future, whether it's your ability to take more trips or whatever it is you want to do with these funds, that's the reason we're doing it. And so the reason I bring up this example is when you look back on your life, you don't likely say, oh my gosh, my average return was 8.764%. And with this Roth conversion strategy, I was able to save X number of dollars. And yeah, those are wonderful things along the way that we absolutely want to do. But we need to make sure when we're doing these things, we're not allowing the tax strategy to take advantage of the life strategy, meaning there might be a wonderful tax strategy, but if we could implement that and save a little bit, would it make sense to do that? Or would it make sense to go take that one trip you've been wondering? And yeah, maybe there is a little bit of a tax consequence from doing that. But once again, the goal here is how do we get the most life out of your money, not the other way around. And so as I'm sharing any of these recommendations today, that they're certainly important, but we always need to make sure that the goal here is a successful life, not just, okay, what's the best tax strategy or what's the best investment approach? Although, of course, I'm going to go over that now. So just always want to say that that allows me to sleep at night so that clients often don't go, okay, Ari, this was an amazing strategy. I'm going to implement it. I see how much money it could leave at the end of the day. And then they'll see, oh, they're prepared to pass away with three, $4 million. And some people look at that and go, great. And other people look at that and go, okay, I don't need three, $4 million. I'd rather do some of these things I've been putting off for so many years, or I'd rather switch into a career that I know I'd enjoy so much more. So just a few examples there. So now we're going to hop right in. Here's the first way to create tax-free income in retirement. And it's one word, and it's one of our favorites here at Root, and that word is Roth. So when you hear the word Roth, here's what you need to know. It's post-taxed. That's P-O-S-T, taxed, meaning you pay taxes now, but not later. So when people go, Ari, should I do Roth or pre-tax, or how should I even think about that? Well, when you contribute any dollars to Roth, you don't get any benefit today at all. You, in fact, give up the potential deduction from doing a pre-tax 
contribution, but what you're receiving is in the future all of that growth completely tax-free forever. Now, you probably already know that if you're listening to this episode. The reason I bring up Roth at all is that's one common way to create tax-free income in retirement, but if that's the best account we have to create tax-free income throughout the course of our retirement, I would rather see you touch that last Well, why is that? Well, as that account continues to compound on itself, it's really not even the the first 5, 10, 15 years where the magic starts happening. It's really the latter 5, 10, 15, 20 plus years where that growth compounds on itself and all of that growth is tax-free forever. So any dollars you take from Roth accounts, assuming you've held them for five years and you are over 59 and a half, these are funds you can take out tax-free. Now, many people forget that you can always take out your contributions at any time. So for example, if you had contributed $60,000 and your account's now worth $180,000 as a basic example, you can always take out your own contributions, that $60,000, and there are no complications or consequences from doing that. No matter what you take out of Roth, you are never paying taxes on those dollars. Now that's the basic overview of Roth, but we're going to get into it a little bit more, and this is where the Ari geek nerdy side might come out a little bit more, but I promise to keep it high level. And and I don't want you falling asleep during any of these podcast episodes as that would be defeating the whole purpose. Now, I'm going to share an example here that I hope resonates. And I actually got a funny text from a lovely client who said, Ari, I started, you know, this previous episode that you talked about Roth conversions. You know, I actually went ahead and started making cauliflower for dinner. Now you're going to say, what on earth already does that have to do with Roth conversions or any of this? And here's what I mean by that. When we're looking at Roth accounts and IRAs and 401ks, it becomes overwhelming and confusing very quickly. But if you know that you're going to have large RMDs in the future, and RMDs have been pushed back, if you are aware of that, with Secure Act 2.0 changes, so whether that's 73 or 74 or 75 for you, just be aware of that, which is if there's going to be large RMDs in the future and you want to retire early, this is a tremendous opportunity for you. And you might not be aware of this because if your income is very, very low, you could look at that and go, okay, Ari, you're the best advisor ever because you know I've been paying taxes my whole life and now I'm paying very little taxes. I love this. Or you could eat a little bit of cauliflower. And here's where I bring that example in. When it comes to Roth conversions, I want you to think about cauliflower. Yes, legitimately cauliflower the vegetable. And here's why. What I think of Roth conversions, some people view it as tax insurance. When you convert money from an IRA or a 401k into a Roth IRA, what you're doing is you are saying, I intentionally want to pay taxes today at this rate, knowing in the future, I'm going to be at a much higher rate. Or or in addition to, you're going with the recent market pullback, I want to do a conversion so all of the growth becomes tax-free forever. So those are the two main reasons when you go, okay, when does it make sense to implement these Roth conversions? If we know we're going to be in a higher tax bracket in the future, and if markets pull back, and especially if there are RMDs in the future, which are required minimum distributions, this is where the cauliflower example comes in, which I know is a long way of getting to it. But what I like to invite clients to think about is when you're doing a Roth conversion, what you're doing is you're eating a little bit of cauliflower today, a little bit of vegetables today, intentionally paying taxes. So in the future, you're avoiding having to eat a ton of cauliflower even when you're full. Now, some clients will reply back to me and they've sent me a few emails saying, Ari, I love cauliflower. So the example didn't resonate. But other people, it's, no, that makes sense because I don't want 
in the future for you to have to pay a ton of taxes on these dollars you've worked so hard for even when you're full. So two ways to create tax-free income in retirement with Roth accounts. Now, you can do these conversions where you are moving money from an IRA to a Roth IRA, intentionally paying taxes today to never pay taxes ever again. Now, with that, there is an unlimited amount. So if you wanted to, you could unlimited, you could legitimately do, you know, a million dollars worth of a conversion, which I would never recommend because the reality is you'd be paying a whole lot more than you need to and almost shooting yourself in the foot from doing a conversion that wouldn't actually benefit you long term. You'd be paying too much today knowing in the future, although you'll be in a higher bracket, the math on that just won't likely benefit you. And so what we look at is go, okay, what's the right amount to fill up certain brackets to make sure we're absolutely taking advantage of historically low brackets, knowing in the future we're going to be way up here in higher brackets. So that's just a basic example. So that's a Roth conversion. You can also contribute to your Roth IRA. Now, if you're married filing jointly, you cannot contribute, meaning you make too much money. Once you're over $228,000, between $218,000 and $228,000, there's a limited amount that you can do. So as long as you're below 218000 and that is your modified adjusted gross income, you can contribute to a Roth IRA. And let's assume that you work and your spouse doesn't work. Well, as long as you are both below that 218000 and you filed together, you can contribute for both of you. So if you are under age 50, that amount is 6500 each. And if you are over age 50, that's 7500 each. So just want you to be aware of that. So that's the first way to create tax-free income in retirement. Here's the second way. Every single person gets the opportunity to take a standard deduction or itemize. And what you always want to do is say, if I look at itemizing, whether that be through mortgage interest or all of these different things, charitable contributions, all of these things, if we add all of that together, if that number is higher than your standard deduction, then we as planners will say, please take that because you'll pay less in taxes. That decreases the amount of taxes that you'll pay. Now, on the other hand, if you go, Ari, that number is not too high. In fact, it's not higher than 27700 then we as planners will say, please take the standard deduction. And that's what it is this year for 2023. So when you're looking at this, let's assume that standard deduction is what you're taking. Every single person gets the opportunity to take that. And if you're a married couple, it is 27700 And if you're not, it's 13850 if you are single. So when you look at income and tax-free income and retirement, how to think about this, we talked about Roths, but this standard deduction is something that most people overlook. At least most people that come to me go, Ari, I hadn't considered that. I'm sure there are a ton of people who do consider it, and to those people, kudos to them. But this might be the first time you're hearing this. And so here's what you want to think about. Let's assume that you have a 401k and let's assume that you are retired and this is now where you're pulling income from. So your income is literally zero at this point. There's no pension. There's no rental income. There's nothing else that I'm saying, you know what, here's what you're paying taxes on. You might look at this and go, amazing. My taxes are going to be so low. In fact, it might be zero. And you might look at this and go, that's amazing. And I'll say, what if I could keep it zero, but you could also pull a little bit of income. In fact, what if you could pull 27700 and the light switch might be going off right about now, which is if you had a 401k and your income was very, very low, in fact, if it was zero, well, what you could do is you could take 27700 exactly from this account, deduct it, 
The big assumption here is that there's no other income, which may be unlikely. Maybe your spouse is working. Maybe there's part-time income. Maybe you're doing something. And now, not too bad, considering you got a deduction for this amount when you first put it in, that 27700 when you put those dollars first into this 401k, it wasn't that amount when you put it in. But when you did put you know, call it $20,000 in, or you max it out each year or whatever that is throughout the course of your retirement, excuse me, throughout the course of your, your working years, that's what you are able to do. And so you got a deduction on this. And now as we take these funds from this account, if we're really intentional about taking out a certain amount, you can pay 0% taxes on this because now your income is zero. We took out 27,700. We elected the standard deduction and this is not too bad. Remember, you got a deduction on that initial contribution you put in, and your total taxable income at this point is still zero. So the first way to create tax-free income in retirement is through Roth, through saying, how do we make sure we're never taxed on these dollars ever again? We can contribute to them. We can do conversions. The second way here is through taking a standard deduction. And if we have no other income sources, we could pay 0% on those dollars, those dollars that of course have grown for you and you got to take a deduction. Now I'm gonna talk about my favorite one right now, which is through a brokerage account. Now there are all these fancy terms in the financial industry, which I don't love. I feel like they can make it overly confusing in an unnecessary way sometimes, but there's the brokerage account, there's a taxable account, this can be a joint account, and they all mean the same thing, which is when you think about a brokerage account, it's taxable. So what this means is taxes are due when transactions are made. That's all you have to think about. Dividends and trades, and those are when taxes are going to be assessed. So for example, if you put $100,000 and it grows to 200000 the 100000 you put in, that's not taxed. That's already been taxed. It's the 100000 of growth. That's what you owe taxes on. At least that's what you think you owe taxes on. Now that you're listening to this podcast, you're probably thinking I'm going to share an example of how you might not have to pay taxes on this, and that's exactly right. I'm going to talk about that right now, which is with a brokerage account, this can be one of the most powerful accounts if you want to retire early because number one, you're not having to pay any 10% penalty on these funds. You're not having to pay any extra taxes, whereas if you were taking funds from an IRA or a 401k, ignoring the rule of 55 or rule 72T, which you may have heard me talk about in different episodes on my podcast or James talks about on this podcast. What you need to think about is when it comes to a brokerage account, what you're doing is you're giving up a deduction today. So if you were to, for example, have a salary of $100,000 and you contribute $10,000 to a 401k, you don't pay taxes on 100. You pay taxes on 90. 100000 minus your $10,000. Fairly straightforward. Now, with a brokerage account, that same example, you make $100,000, you contribute $10,000, there's no deduction you get for that. So you are just putting dollars into a brokerage account. It grows, and it doesn't grow tax-free like a Roth account. The difference is any of the growth on those, on those dollars, you're going to pay taxes on unless you're really intentional with how you withdraw income, and this is where the tax piece comes in. This is the tax strategy that so many people ignore, not because they don't have the expertise, but they often either don't know it or they don't put their time in like all of you are doing to learn about how you can make sure you don't pay a dime more in tax than you need to and that you don't leave anything on the table. That's probably the biggest thing that I hear when I when people re 
reach out and go, I want to create a custom strategy. You know, I don't want to make sure I'm leaving anything on the table. You've worked too hard to, to leave anything on the table, in my opinion, and that's where finances come in. If we can be really intentional about how do we make sure we don't pay a dime more in taxes than we need to, well, that's just proper planning as I see it. So let's get into the the nitty gritty, the the re geek, re nerdy side. It's going to come out a little bit more here. So um, apologize on that, unless of course that resonates more with you. Um, in which case, that's rare. I know my my partner here at home. Um, she does not resonate with it. If I were to be talking about short term capital gains versus long term capital gains, she would surely be asleep listening to friends. Um, or watching friends, should I say. Um, I know sometimes she'll fall asleep watching the show. So regardless, uh, a quick tangent there. I know a lot of Friends fans out there, and um, she said it was recently added to a new platform, so she's loving watching that. And if if you wanted to put her asleep, talk about short-term capital gains. (laughs) So let's talk about this brokerage account. Here's what you need to think about. If you hold your funds for less than a year, you are taxed at short-term capital gains rates, which is which fancy way of saying you're going to pay taxes as if you just made more money. Essentially, it's not an advantageous tax rate. That's what you need to know. Now, with long-term capital gains, any gains you've held for more than a year, you do get preferential capital gains treatment. Now, I'm going to read off the different brackets, um, and I know sometimes it can be hard to follow along with a podcast, so please know that we do YouTube videos as well on all of these topics, but I'm going to read these brackets off to you, and then I'm going to bring it back so you can go, okay, what are you really you know, talking about when it comes to creating tax-free income with this brokerage account? So here are the different brackets. Assuming you've held any of these gains for more than a year, if your income is below $89,250, you will pay 0% taxes on long-term capital gains. Yes, you heard that correctly. If your income is between 89,251 and $553,850, you will pay 15% taxes and above that it's 20%. This is all with married filing jointly. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means when you're hearing how do these ultra wealthy people not pay a dime in taxes, literally 0% in taxes, That's what I'm talking about right there. They are utilizing what's known as tax gain harvesting, where you are intentionally paying taxes at 0%. You're realizing gains on purpose to not pay a dime on taxes up to $89,250 this year. Now, please know there is something known as the net investment income tax, which is 3.8% once you're above $250,000, married filing jointly with all of these examples here. But now let's really dive into this so you can really see, okay, I see how that's incredible in, in what you're talking about here, which is let's assume that your income is $0. You've retired early. Let's assume you're 55. And you say, you know what, Ari, I did a wonderful thing. I invested in Apple stock and I put $100,000 in and it grew to $189,250. Well, you might be thinking, Ari, I've held this for a year and you know, I think if I sell, I've held it over a year, but I, I still think, Ari, if I sell it, I'm going to be paying like 15% taxes or something like that. Is that right? No, you would be paying 0% in taxes on all of those gains of Apple stock. And you're going, Ari, how on earth is that possible? I'm in a brokerage account. This isn't a Roth account. Um, This isn't tax-free. And it is if you are below these different thresholds. For example, that Apple stock, you put 100000 in and it grew by $89,250. If you have no other income sources, you could intentionally sell Apple stock all $89,250 of gains, and you would not pay a dime 
in taxes on it. Now, let's assume that you didn't have 89250 because it's not going to be perfect for any of you out there. But let's assume you have 100000 as your basis in Apple stock, and it grew to $200,000. Well, 89250 you could pay 0% taxes on, but above that, the $10,750 remaining of growth, that would be taxed at 15%. So it's only up to certain brackets that you could do this. But remember, now that you've retired early, every single year you could look at your income. And this is what we do with clients. We look at their tax return. We look at where they're going to be based off of different brackets, based off of pensions or spouses working and all the different moving variables. These examples are overly simplistic to show you the power of them to create tax-free income in retirement. So every year you can look at this and go, great, how much should I realize to not pay any in taxes? Now, this is with tax gain harvesting. So for example, let's assume that you're doing some part-time income and you're bringing in $40,000 a year. Well, if you were to realize that full $89,250, you'd be spilling into that 15% bracket. So what you might look at in this situation is go, got it. Knowing this logic, I'm going to realize between $89,250 and $40,000, that difference, that's what I can realize and not pay a dime in taxes. So I hope that resonates. Now, please know and getting a little bit into the weeds here that if you do that, that's great. But now we're not able to do those Roth conversions I talked about as effectively as possible. So you might be thinking now, okay, Ari, you've talked about Roth conversions, which I understand I'm intentionally paying taxes here. So in the future, I never have to pay. Okay, got it. Now with tax gain harvesting, I'm intentionally realizing gains to pay very little, maybe even 0% in taxes. Okay, got it. But can I do both of them? Well, if you do both of them, you're going to be paying a whole lot more in taxes than you likely need to. So if now you're you're thinking, okay, got it. I understand both. What should I do? Well, the first thing is if you know you're going to have large, large RMDs in the future because you've done a really good job saving and investing well, it's likely that we would recommend Roth conversions, but maybe not right away. Maybe we're doing tax gain harvesting for a few years first. Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe we're doing Roth conversions first. But what we know we want to do with you with large RMDs is we want to make sure you're not paying any extra taxes on those dollars. Because let's assume at that point you're paying 30% or 40% taxes on those and God forbid anything happens to you. Well, now your children, if they're doing well, they're inheriting these at a, and they might be in a large tax bracket as well. So we just want to be really efficient with the tax piece to all of this. So those are the three ways to create tax-free income in retirement. I'm going to summarize it for you now. Let's assume that you do that standard deduction. You take 27700 from your 401k. Let's assume that you do have exactly $89,250 of gains from Apple stock as an example, and it's all in a brokerage account and it's all long-term. Well, that right there, that's $116,950 of tax-free retirement money. That is incredible. On top of that, you can take any funds from your Roth accounts. Now, that's often the account we want to touch last, but you always can pull from that if you want more tax-free income. Of course, this is assuming you only have these three accounts. Your situation will look different from everyone else's. 
And what we often say here at Root is we don't do financial plan, we do financial planning because life changes and tax law changes and legislation changes. and All of these changes impact your dream retirement and they're going to keep changing. And I doubt any of you say, okay, Ari, everything you just shared there fully resonates and that's my exact situation. That's not the case here. I know it's going to be different, but I want you to start thinking about tax-free income in retirement and how you can accumulate as much as possible and preserve as much as possible. Coming back to that overall message of optimizing your money so that you can live the most intentional, the, the best life that you see fit with your dollars. If you're listening to this going, Ari, this is awesome, but uh, just getting a little bit more into the weeds than I thought, or I just need a customized tax strategy that connects to my investments and my estate plan. And I want to make sure that either my spouse is taken care of. And I just want to make sure everything is in order with my finances. That's what we help clients to do. So you can always reach out to us at rootfinancialpartners.com. You can request to work specifically with me. I focus on, of course, helping people retire early. There are other advisors here at the firm with different specializations because we always want to make sure clients are getting that elite world-class experience. So you can go to our website, rootfinancialpartners.com to get started today. And finally, I'll leave you with this. The past few episodes, I talked about how you can avoid common mistakes to retire early and not have to look back and go, oh my gosh, I wish I had done this. Or if only I'd done that one other thing. Today, I talked about tax-free income in retirement, all of the things that you need to think about when it comes to how do I make sure I don't pay a dime more in tax than I need to. The next episode is what I hope is going to be your favorite because I'm going to talk about different stories when it comes to early retirement and how you can get the most out of it, both sharing client stories as well as showing a few other tips and strategies that I think will keep you tuned in when it comes to an early retirement so you can get the most life out of your dollars. That is it for today's episode. This is part two of the early retirement series for the Ready for Retirement podcast. Once again, my name is Ari Taubleib. I work very closely with James Canole, the founder of our firm, who will be back recording episodes per usual after the following episode, which is the final episode of the three-part series of the early retirement. So once again, thank you for tuning in. Please do continue to leave reviews and leave ratings. It helps more people find the show. And as always, we appreciate it and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ready for Retirement podcast. If you're looking to work with a financial advisor that cares deeply about helping you get the most out of life with your money, head over to our website at rootfinancialpartners.com and click start here. One of our advisors would love the opportunity to speak with you. You can also find the show notes for today's episode on our website, along with other great content that will help you to create a wonderful retirement. And finally, if you have a question that you'd like for me to answer in a future episode, then from our website, click on the learn tab. Scroll down just a bit on that page and then click submit a question to submit a question that I will answer in a future episode. Again, that can all be found at rootfinancialpartners.com. Thanks as always for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, it's me again for the disclaimer. Please be smart about this. Before doing anything, please be sure to consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It is for informational purposes only.